Beach House, episode 68. I'm Jackson. I'm joined by Emma as usual. It's anime time. It's anime time. We're here to talk about anime. It is 2023. A brand new day. Yeah, brand new day. day. Yes, it is. It's a new new world. I was gonna do the like the new day. You're doing Pokemon Johto. Um I wasn't actually doing anything, I was just kind of doing it generically, but I guess if I had to pick, uh I would I would go to that because I don't know, I don't know any like I don't remember any of the wrestling things. Like, I know of them, but I don't know any, like, lines, I could tell you. Uh, he, they just go, it's a new day, yes it is, and then the song plays. The song's instrumental, it's fine. Okay, sure. Well, I believe you. Um, we're in a post-Patreon era. Not that you aren't supporting us on Patreon, people are. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. Patreon.com slash normapping. It's just, we got rid of our tier, so now it's just us pick. I picked this one. <laughs> I was yes. like, I've been wanting to do this for fucking three years. We almost did it a couple years back, and then people... Something came up and people were talking about it too much. I was like, ah, we'll just kick it down the road a little. Yes. Um, yeah. Now we are in the era of Beach House where we're just picking what we're doing. The, the episode shouldn't really change on a listener perspective, I guess. Um, we will still have guests. They're just not paying to be here. Uh, yep. I feel much better that everyone's just, it's just normal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyone hustling online knows how uncomfortable actually making money online is. So uh, let's hope this doesn't yeah. like affect us too much and it should be fun. So long as you enjoy the yeah. episode, it's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, we are watching the first season uh, of The Melancholy of uh, Haruhi Suzumiya, uh, animated in 2006 by Kyoto Animation, directed by uh, Tatsuya Ishihara and Yukari Yamamoto. Uh, you know, uh, famous show. You didn't ask me the obvious question. The question you ask everyone who brings something to Beach House. Why'd you pick it? So, back in the day, this is post-college. Obviously, I'd already failed out of college, dropped out. Um I mean, I failed out, went back, fixed my GPA, and then dropped out. Those are three distinct acts, uh, for the record. Um, but all that happened before this. Uh, I in college is when I watched like How You Up and Ava and Chobits. Uh, Chobits actually in high school, but you know what I mean. Like that's when I got all the anime that's like really early. Got Chobits done first though. Got got one mad out of the way. <laughs> my junior high best friend, who is still my friend in high school, but no longer my best friend. You know how this goes. Yeah, I uh, brought over a bootleg DVD of Chobits, and I watched it, and I cried my fucking eyes out. Um, it's the first shoujo thing that isn't Sailor Moon I ever watched. Um, yeah, I have no idea if it holds up. someday I'll check it out again. But I remember there was like one particular episode that's about this guy's sad robot wife uh, who lost her memory, and it just fucking blew my 17 year old mind i was like this is the saddest thing i've ever seen uh, uh, i'm sure it's which... like every other episode of these anime that exists yeah my vision of that is specifically obviously you know Kogeus, but specifically the episode uh with the stuff with rollo and shirley where that all goes down oh yeah sure i was like this, me- down with this melodrama is too much for me it's 16 years <laughs> it's, old it's like you know, you're breaking my heart in <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> Um, anyway, uh, after college, I wasn't really, I, w- I wouldn't describe myself as watching anime, right? Um, yes. when we started GGP, I was like, I don't watch anime. I don't really know if I like anime that much, but every once in a while, a, like an anime would be so popular to break containment or it would just hit my aesthetic sense enough. Um, so like, this is when I like watch Hajime no Ippo, mm-hmm. um, inexplicably, uh, it just seemed like a cool anime. Um, I watched initial D, um, 
I watched uh, Matica in this stretch. This stretch is like 10 years, right? Um, well, yeah, between high school we start and doing GGP when it became on Between jobs. flunking out of college and like starting GGP. Yeah, yeah this yeah, is yeah. this so, animal span. Yes. And one of the ones that broke out really big was this one. And I watched it back in the day. Uh, the second season was not out yet when I watched this. Um, so it, there's only a narrow window in which this could exist, right? Yeah, it's got to be like 2007-ish. Yeah, um, which makes sense. Yeah, this this show comes out in 2006, which is... I was looking up what came out in 2006. It's, anime was invented in 2006. For a certain generation, which is people my age, you look mm. at 2006 and it's like, that's everything. There's, I would maybe include Gurren Lagann, which is the second 2007 show is in this batch, but mm. you've got like Death Note, Code Geass, uh, uh, Haruhi, Nana, Welcome to the uh. NHK, Fates, the um, uh, the uh, Higurashi anime. Um, yes. And there's more normal stuff in there, like, you know, Gintama, but I'm not, in- I'm not including, like, Gintama yeah. and Na- Naruto. Oh, Urn Host uh, High School Club. That's the other one I was missing out. Yeah. In terms of, like, uh, that wave. Yeah. Um, Utena is the only other anime from this, like, 10 year span. I named literally all the anime I watched in that 10 years, other than, like, Pokemon, I guess. I got really into Pokemon at that time. Um, just, oh, and Naruto, right? I watched Naruto. All of the original Naruto up to the filler. And then I watched the first, like, 50 episodes of Shippuden before I got caught up, and they kept taking too long of breaks, and I fell off. Because uh, I've always been like this. Even before podcasting, if I get caught up in the show, I'm just like, I fall off. I can't keep That's up with true. everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's just how my brain works. I, that one I can't blame on podcasts. Um, anyway, I saw this back in the day. Loved it. Adored it. Um, thought it was great. And then I haven't revisited it. And it's become kind of like, I feel like it had its moment. And then it kind of fell into obscurity and became like a joke. And then like it's had its reappraisals and whatever. But it's mostly been kind of like left like... Haruhi as an is like an icon still exists and like the songs exist, but like I don't see a lot of people just talking about it outside of like joking about Endless Eight, which we are not covering this today. Yeah, we'll get to that later. Um, we'll that um, and I, so I, I always th- want to revisit it. <laughs> I do think that's as always a product of like anime fandom. Uh, you having such an like, intense generational churn. It's often people in high school. So yeah. uh, like by now, like the the people who were watching Haruhi at the time are the elder statesmen of anime fans. <laughs> Yeah, but this this is in many ways is my like, this is uh, my let's go back and play Ninja Gaiden Black or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, which we don't get to do much on our anime shows. Um, and so I was really curious how it hold up because we've seen a lot more anime and I just have a lot more context for the world in which it comes out in. Um, turns out I still fucking love it. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, I briefly, you know, I should briefly describe it because you did the intro. Um so, The Monkey Life of Suzumi Haruhi is a 14-episode anime uh, that aired in a non-chronological order. That's important. We are watching Kion Order, which is the order in which it was originally broadcast. Uh, so, if you didn't do that, I'm sorry. You fucked up. There's no fixing it. Because um, it's clearly the way the show was meant to be seen. <laughs> um, that is about uh, Kion, a first-year high school student who gets entangled with this weird girl, Suzumi Haruhi. And her whole thing is that she's really flighty and she's really rude. And she has a bunch of interests and she kind of pulls him into her orbit as they she decides they're going to make the SOS Brigade, which uh, stands for spreading excitement all over the world with Haruhi Suzumiya Brigade, um, which I'm like, that's how acronyms work, but whatever. It's fine. I don't care. Um, <laughs> even in the Japanese, this doesn't work. Um, and uh, they pull a bunch of uh, the like the. They take over the room with the quiet girl and she becomes part of that. She's like the only remaining member of the literature club and she's going to stay. And uh, Haruhi literally kidnaps a, a uh, wobbly moe blob of a girl to be in the, there and serve them tea. And then uh, another random boy shows up inexplicably and they're the SOS Brigade. It turns out all of that. She wants to find all the weirdos, uh, aliens, psychics and time travelers in the world. And it turns out each one of them that isn't Kion is one of those things. But she doesn't know it. Um and throughout the season is revealed that they are all here to investigate her because plot wise, she's supposedly like a God being of some type that might be the, key, the one who generated the universe. Everyone lives in three years ago, unclear, unspoken about just like three years ago, everyone had these weird powers. They, there was a huge, some sort of metaphysical event. They think it's centered on her. They think if she gets too bored or too mad, she will destroy this universe and everyone's kind of invested in staying alive. <laughs> uh, yes. So they're going to try their best to entertain her. And that means that they're going to tell Kion it's his job to make sure that she doesn't end reality. And he's like, Oh, but I'm like 15. What do you want from me? And they go on misadventures. That's mostly, it's mostly a slice of life show with some plot around it. Yeah, uh, it's a slice of life show um, that is. Um, it's. I mean, it's. 
a lot of the people that go on to make niche Jones presaging that in many ways of you will have instead of that being like short chapters of relatable incidents, you will have very otaku focused um, slice of life plots with a layer of like sci-fi nerd uh, genre layered on top of them. Right, there's like a video game episode where they're all, they're just they just turned into log. They're just in Legend Galactic Hero. Well, it, li- it literally opens with like an 80s style VHS fan anime video. A yes. whole episode. Uh, they made a they made a video. They're going to show it to the class at Blue Blazers. Yeah, um, it's got a bunch of goofy effects and like outrageous cutting, and it's like barely held together. It's incredibly charming, and animation wise, it's just this huge flex to have a whole episode that looks like a bad VHS fan animation. It's on TV, but it's basically doing all the shit that um, Cowboy Bebop the movie that uh, Knock on Heaven's Door was famously doing. Like we're mm-hmm. gonna emulate cameras. We're yes. gonna. Uh, like do live action shots through animation in these like really detailed styles. We're going to give you like the bending of the lens. Uh, yeah. It's got all the like VHS color, yes. like aberration stuff in it. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, it's showing off. Kirani yes. were always just at the peak of their game. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, and that's basically what the show is. Yeah. Um, it's, just hangouts. There's a lot of uh, showing off animation throughout as they leap into different genres. There's like a, there's like an extended uh, Phoenix Wright bit that comes out <laughs> of like a Detective Conan bit. Um, there's a ridiculous like Legend of the Galactic Heroes space battle bit that's oh, re- cool. Um, that. so there's there's literally the seeds of Kaon being sown in a great uh, high school festival musical bit where they just go way harder than they ever had to. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's specific. It's specifically doing Linda Linda, uh, the the movie. Yes, I know. But um, like you look at you look at how they're like they're introduced and how they, yes. that whole scene goes. You're like, this is just chaos. Like they just do this again later. Uh, yeah, but I, I I mentioned that not to like correct you, but to say that, like they are pulling in a lot of things, not just anime things, right? Like yes, yeah. there's a lot of things in the culture that are being pulled into the way uh, they're layering all these references uh, into mm-hmm. Hari, um, and uh, it's just an interesting way of setting it up. Yeah, got a little baseball um, episode because you got to have a baseball episode. Yes, it's a very good baseball episode. Um, it's weird because, like, so I guess we'll talk about you read the light novels, and we'll talk about that in a second. Yes, and I did not, uh, which is fine. I wasn't going to. Um, this is not the remit. You just like doing this. Um, I, I do like doing this. <laughs> um, inexplicably, you enjoy doing this. Uh, but um, my impression of this is that they had the framework of a story that was popular enough to get an anime adaptation. They decided just kind of take them like most like. Even though Kyoane is like in, they're not like new. They're not like a new studio. They've done stuff, but it feels like a victory lap adaptation. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like how he blows up right before yeah. this anime. It's a very popular light novel, but then the anime blows up in ways that like anime does not blow up. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, just it'll never happen again. Uh, it rarely happened before. Like, I guess you can argue even Galleon's kind of one of these in like, its cultural impact. But um, Haruhi is so specifically tied to, like, uh, Nika Nika Doga launching at the same time, right? Like, it, it's a bunch of early 2000s internet stuff uh, lay the groundwork for Haruhi to just happen to be this, like, massive breakout success. Uh, yeah. you know, like, there was a post I saw about the DVD sales. They are so crazy that it's, like, unthinkable. Like, you, they just can't do that anymore. You can release the best show in the universe, it wouldn't happen, because uh, yeah. it's not necessarily about the object itself. It's the time it came out in the moment. Um, and Haruhi just happened to be right in the center of that, which is interesting. That's her whole character. <laughs> yes. Um... So I guess, do you want to talk a bit about the experience of reading the light novels then? Yeah, I guess I'll talk about the light novels. This makes this episode is specifically confusing. Next one, on, when we do uh, the movie in season two, will be more easy to be open about stuff. But I've read volumes uh, one through six uh, because there was content in season one in all those volumes, uh, even yeah. though uh, that also includes the movie and everything in season two, I believe. <laughs> Yeah, which um, I've not seen. Like I, by the time season two came out, I was not paying attention to anime again, right? Because you just hear about a show, and season two did not blow up in the same way where like I knew about it. Um, like I'd heard rumblings of Endless Eight, but I, you know, I wasn't watching anime, so I wasn't like going and seeking out the thing that everyone said was bad. I was like, oh, I guess they made another one. It wasn't good. Uh, that was it. Yeah, and, th- and there's like there's stuff in this season that in the light novel is playing on stuff from um uh like s- s- the things that haven't been adapted yet. Uh, because the light novels are also chronologically out of order, but in a different way to uh, to the anime. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is uh, just leads leads it to be like a very interesting object. And I, I actually read Haruhi uh, a couple of years ago when we were first thinking about doing this. I was like, I'll slowly read them. 
Um, and I really didn't like the first book. I thought it was fucking terrible. Uh, and uh, I similarly thought that about the second book, which is that nothing happens. You get a lot of exposition. I think Haruhi uh, is an unlikable character in many ways. Uh, and so is Kion, because it's all in Kion's perspective. So basically, Haruhi will do something mean, and then Kion will say, stupid bitch. And then it'll be like, oh, oh and this is actually a love story. In a way, when I was reading it, and I was like... <sighs> I bet Kyoto Animation can smooth a lot of the like uncomfortableness that comes from describing anime plots out loud into good comedy scenes. Like all the Asahina scenes in the first two books specifically really focus on her like how like she's like she's crying, her emotional she's being abused here. And I'm like, this is a story about a girl being abused. And what the fuck are you doing? But in an anime, it's a Moe blob make going Bleh! and it's very funny. Asahina rules. Yeah. Um and because the first two novels are all about that, like the central thematic idea of the, of the show are in, in those novels, right? It is because the, the first novel concludes on the final episode of the season. Uh, it's all oh. about uh, Haruhi. Will she give up on the world? And will Kion, through her, his love, bring bring her back to reality? Um, yes. And uh, it does that without the... You don't, you don't get any hangout chapters because it's all like plot. Yeah. Um, it's not until see, uh, book three uh, where which is where the bulk of the season is, the, like the non-melancholy episodes, mostly from book three, some of them from five and six. Uh, but that's where it suddenly like clicked and got good. It was like when it started embracing the slice of life stuff in the light novels. Uh, I really mm. like those. Um, I really liked uh, For Disappearance, the movie uh, that was coming up. I'm very curious to see things about the movie. I don't know, you know we'll see how that goes. Uh, mm. And then I think five and six, uh, it really hits a stride. There are like, just interesting things thematically being pulled on with the character development that is good. I think all of the, uh, the longer it goes on, the more the like archetypal characters of an anime stock, uh, like gang get built out in interesting ways. I think it's kind of well-written and, uh, focused in a character way. I think Kion's, um, annoying, like smug, superior monologuing, uh, is cut back on as it goes later on. And like, it's just established. Um, uh-huh. and I just think, it's, and also it ends up engaging with some of my criticisms. I think I think the way it's writing Harry's character in la- in later parts of the novels is uh just really interesting. I'm very I, I will continue doing this. I want to know what happens to Harry after uh like what these things set up. To so much so that I'm like, this is absolutely as I get through like volumes eleven, I'm gonna be like, well, this, this, they don't even animate the things that I'm really getting into what I'm interested in. <laughs> uh, yeah. which is uh the inevitable way of uh reading light novels. But I will say, watching this then uh, talking about the, like thinking about the production and the like out of order debate. The out of order debate is only complicated by season two existing, which is not a season two. It's yes. like a re-airing with multiple episodes in a different order. Uh, yeah, season one was made with the intent of just being a, an anime. They didn't plan on making more yes. after this. It was going to be one anime tie-in, and it it's very clear. <laughs> and it was going to be one complete product. So that, and you can yeah. tell because there's one story from volume three that they don't adapt, and there's a huge reason for it. <laughs> like. Okay, uh, interesting. Like, there's just, like, plot stuff it's not really engaging with, because um, uh-huh. the books are a little more... Not hard sci-fi, because it's all gooey, because, you know, Haruhi can make anything happen. Uh, yeah. But when there are sci-fi details, it approaches them in a hard sci-fi way. It's a sci-fi author, right? He likes this stuff. Yeah. In it's weird, because, like, I was watching the show, and I was describing to you the thing that I find interesting about the show is, it because it's set up the way it is, where... Um, it leads to his confession, which happened at the end of the first book, but happens at the end of the anime. But you know that it's out of order just by there's like flash forwards to it in like like episode the baseball episode, like what four, three. I think something like that. Like, three. you know, there's an event that's been skipped over that they will return to. That's just the promise the show makes. Um, I just found myself going like none of the plot about her being a god being or these people having magical powers actually matters at all. It's not important. That's not what the show's about. Um, yeah. It's it's weird. It's interesting, and in that like I think that does matter. I think I came away with like a very different central metaphor from reading the books than you did watching the show, mm-hmm. um, because a lot of the things that I I uh, really project onto and like about the books is minimized in the show. Um, there's like like the uh, the episode where they're doing the video game and the baseball episode um, mm-hmm. are like b- thematically about kind of different things because. Uh, the the chaos of Harry potentially ending the universe is not really like centered uh in the way um that it uh, that it is in the books but there's like it, it gets through like the, the, one of the best conversations is still in the um in the episode which is when uh, uh they're about to do the um uh war against the computer society uh and uh Hyun's, like in t- like they've been stopping Harry from like 
having any real experience. Like, you know, the baseball episode. They cheat in the baseball episode because they don't want the world to end. And Kion's, like, position is that this is robbing Haruhi of the things she wants. She's not getting genuine experiences because they're, like, setting up these scenarios in which Haruhi has to win because if she's, like, dissatisfied for a moment, like a five-year-old, the world might end. And he's like, I I think she'll be fine if we lose the game. I don't think it's going to be a problem. Uh, And, like, that's what it... That's what it's more ends up being about with the, like the metaphor of whether she can end the universe or not. Um, That's interesting because that whole episode to me is about Kion realizing that Nagato is like a person yes. to me. I mean, it's deeply about the Nagato stuff as well. I, I yeah. love Nagato. I love Nagato so much. Yes. <laughs> Breakout character. Um, she's the, um, she's basically like, what if Wikipedia was a person? Like she's like <laughs> yes. a computer girl. She describes herself as an alien, but the thing she talks about is that she's like a humanoid interface from the data integration thought entity. Yes. Um, and so um, she's always reading and she's just very like quiet and taciturn, doesn't speak a lot. Um, and is like the most competent person in the show, right? She Like if you need something, she, she can just do it. She's good at everything. Um, but she only does stuff when people remember her enough to ask her to do something. Um and in this, she offers to in the in the this RTS episode, she offers to code the script that will undo their cheating. Basically, they've been relying on like a thing that lets them br- like break the fog of war on their side, and she can lock it back down. Um, and Kion's like, I don't know, like you know, technically, this is we didn't want to use our powers, use our powers in the baseball episode. And she's just looking at him, like, and he realizes that this is the thing she wants to. do. She wants to win and wants to like you know, use her capacity to do things to get a thing, which is win for her own sake and the sake of everyone else in the club. And he's yes. like, oh, you want this. So yes, we should do it because you want it. It's not just everyone running around falling over themselves for Haruhi. Um, no one ever wants anything in this in this world other than Haruhi, basically. And so someone else expressing a single desire, he's like, oh, well then of course we should do it. Um, and they band together and do it and it's sick. Yeah, it's like that. And it's like the episode... Um uh live alive uh, <laughs> the one with the uh uh the concert right uh yes which is like haruhi getting on we and being confused because she like did something for someone else and it was on like on a whim in her usual way of just doing something but she didn't like do it right she wasn't the reason that that concert went on she didn't order the concert to happen which is what she does in, in the ss brigade uh and she has this like great talk with uh kian about like i feel weird, like I feel like I'm owed more, but I also feel kind of unfulfilled and eventually settles on, well, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do our own concert next year. And, you know, in a very Haruhi way. Uh, but like that scene where they're looking up at the sky, just feeling on we about it. Uh, the fact that she's like chosen to do something for someone else and not even like in her group. Right. She's just like, I'm, I'm the fill-in person, I guess, uh, is so, really good. So for me, um, this is my favorite episode of the show. I think it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been my favorite since I watched it. I remember at the time just, uh, blown away ign.com i still am i just think it's, <laughs> the the thing it's about emotionally just really works for me because like the main thrust of haruhi is kyon is someone who just kind of is like inertially going through high school right he's like you know i'm here i go to class i've got some friends i don't really care about any of this he's like stock anime protagonist boy right um in like a in like a modern for like the aughts kind of way right um yeah I and like haruhi haruhi is like She's she's um she's just looking for something, right? She's just aimless, but in like a really agitated way where she'll just she she joined literally every club in school and then quit them within like days because they were all boring. Um and so that means she has like 17 different skills that never come up because she just like does every she's just a whirlwind. She's just exhausting. Um and she's driven everyone away because she acts in a very like she's a demanding person. She doesn't really like follow social norms right she's rude and uh she doesn't care what other people think and she doesn't care if she stands out um which are just not what everyone else is about and doing um and she's like insistent that she can find other people but because she never stops enough to like consider anything is unable to like ever achieve that until she builds this this thing on accident and the 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 show itself is like they appear because she's looking for them that's like what the text of the plot is but also um they're here to like save the universe from her. Um, but also like metaphor wise, it's like she's created a space in doing this with Kion where they are, she's slowed down enough and he's like invested just enough to like form a, like a gravity well socially for the people who need a place to go to go. 
like just they drift into the orbit of Haruhi. She's like someone who collects people or would if she wasn't like a whirlwind all the time, right? You see a path where she learns to connect to people and stop rolled, like storming over them every time. And maybe they, they stay in her orbit and care about her and form connections. And a lot of that is because uh, Kion just puts up with her. He's told to by everyone, but he also just is like, she's like a hassle, but it's kind of interesting. She's like weird enough that I'm like, I'm, I'm invested in whatever the hell is going on. It's better than just going through high school with my dirtbag friends. His friends are barely characters. They don't matter. At least in the, the show, but he's got like normal friends and he doesn't, he seemingly never talks to them anymore and doesn't care. He just hangs out in this, uh, room because weird stuff happens today. Kion's very like, I know the books are all about his narration, but he's very taciturn. You kind of just like, does he really just not care or does he just, is he like a go along to get along guy or is he like kind of invested? And it's really nebulous about that. Um, but in that episode, he's just kind of wandering around. Um, his friends are like, let's go see the video you made. And he's like, no, the video sucks. And the video does kind of suck, but in a really charming way, I would have loved it in high school. I love it now. I adore it. Uh, I think it's so cute. Um, and he just kind of bums around until he ends up at the concert. And he's he's just at, he literally sits through everyone performing in the auditorium. He's like just there. He's like, no one's going to expect me to talk to them if I sit in the auditorium and look at all the bands. I'm going to sit here and look at all the bands. And uh, is just there as Haruhi comes up and performs. Uh, she hasn't been in the episode at all. Um, and he just sees that she's like on her own, chosen to do a thing and is good at it. Uh, like if she slows down, she can do anything. <laughs> And it's not like, oh, she's like magic and can do anything. It's like she just learned the song and did it. Um, and afterwards, when they come and thank her, like she's like really shy about it. Like she has to go get him and pull him up next to her when she confronts them. And because like she, she like he's her security blanket to get her to a place where she can reach out to other people. And that's the thing that I'm like really invested in in these two characters like he yeah. kind of aim he is aimless in like a very passive way and she's very aimless in a very active way. And together they mellow each other out and like feel like how he could do anything if she just like learned to be a little more normal about it. And Kion uh, is just a normal guy, but he should dream a little bigger, even if he's just a normal guy. <laughs> I mean, Kion, Kion's interesting in that like, he's extremely an anime everyman. He's like a very stock anime yeah. everyman. Um, but like, I was partially projecting because I was very similar to him in high school. Uh, but I, I think there's a lot of specificity to him, right? I think he's a, he's a, char- he's a yes. real character. He's not like a yes. blank board that goes and picks up a harem in another world. Um, mm-hmm. He like, uh, out of, fear is the wrong word, but like he kind of just avoids intimacy by acting above it all. Um, yes. And not in like a Shinji way, or, right? It's not like a projection, deep-seated thing. It's just like a, you know, high school apathetic teen. We've all known slash been them at points of our lives. Um and the ways in which like Haruhi uh drags out his ability to care i think is really good um i think it's like a little up and down over the course of it like honestly i think that, like the big confession is one of the weakest parts of this well, it- i i love it because it's at the end like it's the big drama but you already know it ha- by the time it's happened you know what's going you know what's going on you know it already happened you know it doesn't actually matter because they're not a couple afterwards she she barely remembers it happened because it happens in a dream i i think the um uh, the reorganization of the anime makes that moment a lot better because mm. uh, they really emphasize the um, n- like meaningless of like there's a hard cut from like he kisses her and it's meant to be the big swell but it, like hard cut to him waking up and he falls out of his bed right it's nothing yeah. it's, it's gone like uh, that's like an incredible directing choice which is not true in yeah. the light novels where it's the climax of the first book uh, it's like emotionally and- bringing everyone together yeah, and the, the rest of the show, which all takes place mostly after that event, is they're not, it's not like a will they won't be about them like dating or flirting or being interested. It's literally just still them exploring their friendship and the potential of what that means for each of them as people who, are, who have a hard time relating to each other. Um, I think it's like really smart about that not getting in the way of the thing that does matter, which is like Kion learning to care for others and like talk to them and, and like say stuff and Haruhi learning to care for others, slow down just like 10% and maybe she could do anything mm-hmm. like whole, Kion's whole purpose is to go to Haruhi and be like, you're looking for weird stuff to happen. You have created a club where we just do weird stuff all the time. You've already got the thing you're looking for. This is like the data needs, wants a human emotions thing. It's like data, you're already there. <laughs> you just can't see it yet. Yes. Um, <laughs> And, and like, I, I think one of the things that this this show is um really good at in a way that I surprised me, uh, is all of the characters here, right? Especially the three girls, uh, mm. like 
positioned as like romantic interests for uh Kion, but only in like the the like anime tropey sense. Um mm-hmm. I think it ultimately emotionally captures the a way of like Kion's way of relating to women uh is deeply like couple based, right? He's thinking about uh, oh, I've got a crush on Asahina, and then when I'm in a Nagato scene, I'm like, oh, she's really cute, right? Like, uh, <laughs> I think it's really funny and telling that he, whenever he gets plot given to him, it's like he needs to sit down with one-on-one with one of the other characters, yes. and they're shot like entirely different shows. <laughs> yes. Uh, and he ends up having, like, fully developed relationship dynamics with all three of them. Um, yeah. In a way that feels uh, very honest to actually being in high school. And like, it, it lays the anime fantasy on top of it, right? Of like, you can watch this yes. and project, these are all my wives onto the show. I will never give you an answer because I'm selling you the show for the light novels for, you know, 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's, I think like the construction of it and the writing of it is really considered. And it just ends up showing like, it's not about which one's right for him, right? There are just different visions of how Kion can relate to people uh, yes. in, in these uh, like anime tropey relationships. And I think he like becomes a better person in all of them uh, in yeah. how he relates to all three of them. Um, this is this is the part where I deeply relate to Kion as someone who like, I love talking to a person or yes. two people. The more, the, the minute that becomes like a couple people, I'm like, I don't even know how to act. Who am I in a group of people? Like, what is the thing asked of me? How do I relate to others? Um, and so Kion just being like, kind of a like still the same person but like connected to individuals in a way that he can't be to a group i'm like i deeply empathize with this wait when he's in a group he's like reserved he's making snarky yes. comments he's deliberately yes. putting himself above it to avoid getting into it if he is getting involved yes. it's just a temporary he's just like the, yes. the moderating force uh yeah extremely this was extremely yes. when i wasn't being when i wasn't being a nagato in high school just buried in a book while everyone's on vacation i was definitely a kyon uh, yes, no. I when I was hanging out with my um like musical theater group in high school, who would always go to uh like London and cause chaos, uh, yeah. around various shops. I was completely the kind of the group. I was like there, kind of at the back, kind of disaffected with the other uh cool kids. Quote big, uh, you know, air quotes on those. I was going to say my experience in high school was being a kyon and becoming a gravity well for all the other cast offs and losers, and we created our own little fun group, which is great. It's fine. That, this that, is what yeah. Haruhi does too. Right? That happened like, to me, and then that group blew up when everyone started fucking each other. Uh, oh yeah, there's there's the there's the secret. <laughs> but damn, but damn, always goes that way. <laughs> yeah. When you stop being fifteen and start turning seventeen, that's what happens. <laughs> yeah. Um. God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're all going to watch Doctor Who together, but I guess Jamie's never, we're never seeing him again. Well, there we go. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Kion's Ke- Ke- specificity in that is uh, good because it comes, you just, you can, even though the, the show's not about this all, it literally never comes up. You just feel that it's like, this is a safety mechanism, right? He isn't comfortable around people, so he acts in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, in the same way that Haruhi's deeply uncomfortable with people, and that's why she acts in her way. Um and she just kind of comes out of it in like that moment where she confronts the rest of the band and they want to thank her. But she, she looks like she's coming in front of a firing squad. She looks like she's in trouble. Like she grabs Kion like he's a parent to stand next to her while they talk to her because she can't handle it. I mean, she's like scared of multiple things in that scene, right? She's yes. like, there's the thing. She thinks it wasn't good enough because she's a deep perfectionist, yes. even though she like yes. is too flighty. So everything she does is kind of half-assed. But like yes. for the half an hour she focused on it, she was all in. <laughs> yes. Um, and is, is just really frustrated that she wasn't good enough. She couldn't, like, live up to the potential of it that she knew she could do better. But she's also, like, feeling weird about how, like, the band really cares about each other. And the she's she genuinely feels, like, kind of confused that the other band members that she replaced aren't jealous. Yes. Um, and there's a lot of... she would be. Yeah. There's a lot of that kind of stuff in the book. Like, one of the things they cut out of the, uh, the baseball story uh, is that so much of the baseball story in the book is about the other team. And this other team is a baseball team. And they've trained and they fought together and they fucking come against these losers who just out of nowhere start having a magic bat. And they're like, well, I guess we have to beat them to like save the world. But we've ruined their day. Like we've completely ruined their day. And Harry, he like is completely yeah, fine. There's only like them. a single line of that in the actual yes. show. No, that's like one of the stakes of the episode. Um in, in, in the in the short story uh and Harahi's relation to like how her selfishness um like pushes her away from the thing she really wants which is like the community of the sos uh brigade uh, mm-hmm. and how she's like navigating that and kion's helping her see like the path to getting there i think is really really good uh i, I really like them i like i like all the characters in the show yeah there's like one where they have to um find out where a guy went right and like he's missing yes um, 
And uh, she's like, oh, great. We get to be detectives and immediately becomes bored the minute it's like difficult. They're like, oh, well, we got to look around and like stir up clues. We, we clearly our most obvious path forward has hit a dead end. And she was like, ah, I'm going to go get lunch. Fuck this. I don't care. <laughs> and they just solve the rest of the mystery without her. Well, they have to go find a giant bug she can't know about. <laughs> yeah, because she accidentally generated a, like a pocket universe that could store a bunch of shit on accident, because that's how it is when you're God or whatever. Yes. Um, but it's funny because then everyone falls over themselves to construct an actual compelling murder mystery um, for her on the island. And she's she, she's through it anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, that that one's that was the most different from the, the novels. Oh, um, really? Yeah. That one's like radically different, um, but not in like not really a thematic ways. You just got to change it a lot to like most of the book is them standing in the room explaining a murder mystery. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yes. So, like, they they bring in uh, Kion's sister to that thing. I don't think Kion's sister's there initially. Oh, she's so cute. She's so cute. She's great. Um, and it just changes the dynamics of it. Uh, but it's still like fundamentally the same story. It doesn't like radically change it, uh, other than in like structural and surface ways, right? It's not like changing the meaning really. Uh, mm-hmm. But they do like you know the, the whole uh, uh, Detective Conan um, uh, Ace Attorney stuff is full on adaptational, like inventing ways to make this visually interesting. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, the, the bit where this just turned literally just turns into Phoenix, Wright, Um, where how he's doing Phoenix, Wright moves and, um, uh, what's his face? Koizumi. Uh, yeah. Koizumi's doing uh, Edgeworth bits as they like break down how this all went is so on point and good. <laughs> when, when he flicks his Edgeworth hair, uh, yes. in the in the classic Edgeworth gesture, I'm like, I I know what that is, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, which is you know you can roast that kind of um, response, uh, and it's fair. But uh, this was in the moment, right? This was like you know yeah. uh, a couple years after. And I know Ace Tony was like yes. earlier in Japan, um, but as like it's crossing over in America, how he's like deeply contemporary with the stuff nerds are into. <laughs> uh, yes. And is coming out alongside a lot of other Japanese things that are becoming influential from the 90s into the 2000s. Uh, yeah. And they're just fun references. I think they're good. Yeah. Also, like, the whole bit, even if you didn't know what Ace Attorney was, I think would still play, right? Like, it's just them being ridiculous, shouting each other about this, like, they turn into a fake courtroom scene as they try to figure out this very fake mystery that they've done to make her entertained while she's on this island. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny. Uh, Does the book ever follow up with a part where she might have unleashed a secret murderer on the island just by thinking about it? Uh, nope. Okay, good. <laughs> I don't remember if that happened in the book. It might have happened in the book. Okay. I, I have to, I have to like ch- check. It probably did. Uh, there'd be no reason for them to invent that. Um, but uh, I don't remember uh, exactly because mm-hmm. I read six six volumes in like a week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, you're fine. Uh, so it's like some of the details, especially in like stories like that, that are like don't fucking matter, uh, are gone. Um, it, it's much more about like the cascading mysteries of like we've solved the mystery. Oh, the mystery was fake the whole time. Oh, can figure that out? Uh, thing. Um, I, there was definitely a moment uh, when I was reading it uh, that I was imagining. I don't. I don't know if the show is better. The, this vision of the show, but I definitely had in the moment an urge to like. What if they, what if they killed that guy? Like the, there's a version that shows a little meaner and we'll like go go there of like we accidentally killed a guy to make a murder mystery happen uh by opening the door and falling on him. Um, yes. And uh there's you know in in the show it's like 10 minutes in the in the book is a few pages but there's a few pages where it plays whether that reality being real and then eventually brings it down it's like okay we're not going to kill people like that that would be weird. Uh mm-hmm. But it's definitely like you feel the rough edges being sanded off as that choice is being made. I don't know if it's a better show, but I definitely briefly made me wish they'd killed him. <laughs> Cause it's really funny that they kill him by busting in the room. It's a great joke. I think, I think there's like a value in this being that everyone in the, in the show is deeply invested in like the, the world is at stake here. Um, but you watching the show know that's just not true. Right. Like, it's just like, no, it's just some kids in high school. It's nice. It's sweet. Um, and that's the thing, like watching this now in my mid thirties that I didn't feel, you know, 15 years ago in the same way, uh, where then like the, the mystery hit hard and it's like, oh, what's going on in building and whatever. And no, kind of knowing that and not really caring because I've seen enough anime, like the anime shit is not the important stuff. It is the relationship between these characters and like the stuff that they mm-hmm. go through together. Um, the like one anime original episode, uh, is the one where nothing happens. <laughs> oh, that's. Absolutely so fantastic. I think it's really strong. Like, 
Q&A are like, okay, we've got one anime original episode. What do we do with it? Oh, we just fill it with nothing. We can, there's no, it's not being ad- adapted from like a comedy uh, novel that's very dialogue heavy. So we can just like fill it with empty space and uh, the melancholy of this kind of like high school life drifting away that's boring yeah. but fun. Uh, I think they nailed it. That one's such a good, good episode. I wish they had more room to do anime original stuff. Yeah. Uh, and there's like good bits. Of, there's like a bit where um, uh, Haruhi's like convinces Khan to march down to the shop district to get a heater because everything's cold. And that's true. But she's using an excuse so she can like get uh, Asahina into a bunch of outfits to take photos for the DVD cover of the movie she insists on releasing. Yes. Because <laughs> it's building off on all the stuff from the movie. Uh, it's like riffing on uh, other bits from the light novel. It's, re- it's a really cute episode. I love that one. Yeah. And then the heater is like of an advance on the second movie that Haruhi's he's like badgered the shop owners into giving her supplies to make stuff uh, in by advertising their stuff in the movie. Right. Yes. Um, and then his friends roast him for uh, going and doing Haruhi's errands for her, but in like a very light way. And then he marches up the thing. And by then everyone's gone and he just falls asleep in the room. <laughs> and it's really sweet. It's really good. Yeah. I've reminded me a lot of um, high school. Like, I mean, obviously this show is very like every anime is about high school in some way, especially the slice of like high school shows. But this, this one is just really good at getting to the specificity of it. This is me. Like, I guess school's over and I don't even play chess, but I'm going to hang out with like the two friends who's, they weren't even friends, and I've already forgotten their names now that I'm 29. But I hung out with them, like I guess it was Sam and Tom, maybe. Uh, and we were hanging out in the chess room. We would stay there till like 5:45 when he, the guy locked up, and I'd get an easier bus because it was easier. You know, bus is always busy if you leave right after school. So if you stay behind, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, um, yeah, just- I had the thing where I I, I was uh, would have to walk home if I left school when school went out. But if I could wait until my mom got off work, she'd pick me up. Yes. Um, so I would just stay at school and like read for two hours. And then I'd get like roped into like, I had a f- kind of a friend who's was the daughter of the French teacher. So she would help her mom build, like make like banners. So I'd like, I guess I'll come and do that with you or whatever. <laughs> I had similar situations of like, okay, if I leave at this time, I'll probably have to get two buses, but I bet I could get picked up from the first bus if I leave at this time. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. And this episode isn't about that in specific, but like falling asleep, leaving at the wrong time, coming in and thinking, who's at school, who's who's left early, who's there. Uh, it just captured a specific kind of, like, high school ennui that I don't necessarily associate with what anime is usually doing about high school. Yes, yes. Um, so it just ended up feeling I, like, damn, this is good shit. Yeah. Because so much of the high school anime is about, like, the wacky nostalgia of your young days that are going to go away when you become an adult and get married and become a salaryman, right? Um, and let's be clear. And Har- Haruhi is absolutely one of those. <laughs> on some level, but I also think it's like gesturing towards an idea of like the the thing that you want, you can just make for yourself. Yeah, like it's a Haruhi, good- can ge- Haruhi can generate the interesting life she needs on her own. She doesn't need... Th- aliens to land in her front yard she can just be interesting that's know, a possibility for her i know but it's it's doing that through the language of you can be interesting and escape your need for a like escape your horror of the nihilism of the universe by heck compact is like it's absolutely gonna do that that's like the, the structure's there on the page uh eh, because it doesn't chase down its romance and i don't really i i'm not interested in like the, the haruhi and kyon as a romantic couple uh i just don't care to invest in that that's not my narrative of uh of suzumi Haruhi and what it's about yeah like I, mean, I look at this i look at this and i'm like i see myself as like someone who like often can be a kyon was definitely a kyon but like desperately is trying to be a Haruhi. like mm-hmm. in my life as a person now just like i want to gra- gather my friends together often like you know shove everyone into like a, a project we're working on even you know like it's not about the projects though, right? Like like the the, the New Year's Eve uh the New Year's resolution uh VoIP. I was like, yes. I just want to sit down and talk to all my friends because we're scattered around the world. We don't celebrate holidays together. I don't hang out with these people very often, but I like them a lot. And when I'm sad, I'm like, what do we do? Well, let's get everybody into project, shove everyone into different rooms. Um, because I still don't want a group of 10 people. That's too much for me, but I can do two people at a time. That's easy. Um and make the thing I want, right? Like yeah. you can Haruhi can just have the life she wants if she reaches for it. And like that's the thing that like I think the show reaches for. And it's like the thing that like I really attached onto this time. Yeah, I mean I completely agree. I think it's a good one of those. But I do think like its vision of that is through relationships with other people and like this high school life we live, uh, we can come to grips with the fact that there isn't any like 
exciting meaning in our lives where we become oh yeah no that that is and, and, and that i don't think is necessarily about not just life like i, I also don't think life has any endemic meaning unfortunately it makes me very sad i think it's like a little apathetic about it but i think it's more about the like inevitability of becoming a salaryman than it is about the mm-hmm. like escape through becoming a salaryman it's like yes, yes it does. i through having some homies and through maybe hooking up with i don't know i know the light novels aren't finished so i assume they have not like decided on the pairings if i was finishing it i would probably just have them all have new partners right like that they met after oh, school that's the most high school thing in the world i mean ideally that's what i like i like if they wanted to pursue Kion and Haruhi as like a couple, the whole thing should be a fucking Wonder Years where it's like, yeah, and then we left high school and we uh, broke up and we didn't really talk much anymore. And then she got married and I got married and that's how life is. Fucking um, George and what's a face from Paradise Kiss. Yes. Uh, is I would love to see something like that. I don't know. I, I this He's never going to finish it. So it doesn't, this is a non-question, yeah. thankfully. Um, the anime is just done, period. Never coming back. So... Yeah, I, I don't see, have to worry about this. I see people keep asking for like season three, but like there's already like multiple light novels. You would need two seasons and a couple movies to get up to where they currently are. And he's not even finished writing them. Uh, even though the last, you know, there was a light novel two years ago, but that was the first one in a decade. Um, mm-hmm. And so I don't know. I'll, I'll find out as I keep going. Cause I do want to keep reading them. Uh, but uh, I, I know it's, it's not reached. It's like ending, ending, right. It just has stopped at a point. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, which is always always the way with many of these things. Um, yeah. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I uh, I love the show. Uh, I was not I was expecting to like it because I feel like I knew I remembered enough about what it was about. Um, but I was just bowled over. It just really hit the things I care about and I'm like working on personally. I just invested really hard in uh, how he's working on himself and the way I'm working on myself. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Which sounds ridiculous, but that's how it is sometimes. I mean, I felt that too, but it was my, it just be me being me. It was much more about like, and also reading the, reading the books. It was a combination of the books different, and also my my world is very different. Uh, mm-hmm. It was much more about like, Kion trying to navigate like what it is to be okay with dissatisfaction in the world. Yes, <laughs> through Haruhi, like the Kion's belief that Haruhi will not end the world if she loses a video game is uh, like that's that's uh that's what it means to truly care about someone <laughs> uh, uh yeah and uh i i i liked um I liked nagato a lot uh there's the fucking scene where nagato in <laughs> she's so funny she's, she's just like so because funny. she gets to be the straight man she immediately becomes the funniest character in most scenes i mean i i i think they know i think they know that she's the best character yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. in the books and i think just in Haruhi's like the breakout star, like, like anime icon. Yeah. Haruhi is huge, but yes. uh, I think everyone involved with the production knows that Nagato is like the MVP. <laughs> well, yeah, she, she, I mean, but the way in which she's MVP, she has to be underwritten. The minute you break that, she's not going to be as good anymore. Uh, she, when she explains her specific like data overlord backstory, uh, yes, <laughs> it just goes through every single like evangelion lane uh you know cliche visual language cliche you get like the yes. tilted lenses you get like the endless repetitions of characters on the screen in mirrors uh you get like the backgrounds fading you get words on the screen one of the words on the screen when it's like doing the pr- profound words on the screen is just however and it's like fucking that's so good <laughs> i think actually think yeah. it was furthermore or something yes uh and just truly indulging in how dumb the aesthetic uh trappings of what is perceived to be like smart anime is um yeah i found it i love that because all three of them have multiple scenes where they just sit and explain shit at kyon and she does the like they're in a nebulous space like this apartment that looks like it's from outer space in a clean room and the weird like evangelion shots um (laughs) um asahina just sits on a park bench and like can't tell him shit and just has to like flub her lot like she just tries to explain things every time he asks for clarification she's like that's classified that's classified that's classified and she gets smaller and smaller <laughs> in a way that's really good yes. um and then um when uh what's his face why can't i not remember that guy's name yeah when kirsten does it he's just like we're good. he's like your boss like your shitty boss like a like just like your manager at a job he's like let's sit down over lunch and have a word and he just lays this all out he's like this is the organization i work for and uh, you know i'm one of seven people who work on this team and we're here to talk to you right now about what we expect out of you in this situation um it's just like he's just like a 
he just he just sucks. Not in a way that's like actually he's not. I think he's like I think he's a great character, but like the way he describes it, it sounds like he's trying to sell a car. Right? There's just something off about it that I really like. Yeah, I, Koizumi's character is really interesting in that, like, in his entire characterization, um, you can feel the the like hands of culture intervening in his personality to make him non-threatening to like the harem fantasy of the show which is not what mm. it's about but it's like there in the setup right like yes, you cannot yeah. have the boy in the group be threatening to the audience in that character and the relationships with the women um yes and so within those constraints like knowing that i think they do good stuff with him uh, it does make him less interesting than any of the women in the group because he can't like he doesn't have like the bonding scenes with him because they don't they can't be framed in like the possible romantic connection way um well it's weird because like He's a people pleaser by, yes. by his job description. His job is literally to make sure everyone likes you so you can get in and get stuff done. Um, but also, Kion finds out, like, realizes that he's better friends with all the other girls than him because he talks to them and, does, like, they have communication. You don't see it, but, like, he's like, wait, you like this guy? I thought this guy sucked. I thought we all agreed this guy sucked. And they're like, no, he's great. What are you talking about? <laughs> yes. As he's sitting there having tea, like, yeah, everyone's great. I, I don't know. Do you have a problem with me, Kion? No, no, of course not. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's it's peak high school mood of like, especially, you know, as someone who's very similar to Kion in high school, of like, you find a guy who you find annoying because he just talks too much. He's just too pleasant, but in ways that just rub you wrong. And you just forget that no one else thinks like that. You're just a disaffected teenager. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, it's it's good. I, I think they do good stuff with him from the, uh, like knowing the position he's put in, which is just less important to the thing they're selling. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah there's no like <laughs> you know they're not doing any uh yaoi baiting with these two it's not on that level yet no no no, no. um not that show not that show uh yeah that's just, i love when future asahina comes in and she's like assertive <laughs> the, they nail the scene so much because future asahina comes in she's looks completely different like in a way you don't change that much by after you're 15 i'm sorry she's a different person um i mean she's basic she's just like milfi asahina at that point that's yeah, how she it, changes it, it acts like turning 18 isn't like just aging but is like a digivolution situation yes, where you suddenly yes. become like a bigger more titty version of yourself yeah fair enough uh, which is just very funny. Um, and so she, she comes in, she's like dressed in a MILF teacher outfit as her disguise. <laughs> she just looks, she just looks like the Kaon teacher. Yes. The, like, she does look like the Kaon teacher. Um, yes. Uh, and he's like, how, what is happening? Who are, who are you, random person? I don't believe when you say Asahina, cause I don't believe time travel is real. Cause it's only like chapter three, uh, of this, this series. Uh, and then she suddenly starts going, she's like, she's like, Oh, I'll tell you about my mole. And he's like, what do you know about the mole? Like, that's the thing we know to each other. That's a secret. He's like, wait, what, what are you talking about? Well, like, oh, that hasn't happened yet. Um, um, and she just starts like flubbing and he's like, Oh, okay. I see you're Asahina for sure. <laughs> yes. Uh, and it's like animated exactly the same because they've got uh, yeah. Asahina's Moe breakdowns down to a science. <laughs> oh, they're so good. Uh, yes, this is the stuff that I, I meant in terms of like, I bet, in the, I bet this plays way better when you just give it to Kiyomane to like smooth out the part where yes. in writing you're just saying, this girl was crying. She was shaking in fear and didn't come to school after being forced to undress in front of everyone. And I'm like, yes. There is just a certain vibe to writing out anime fan service dryly in text that does not yeah. fucking play. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then in uh, the performance is great. She's just... <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah. I love her. She's great. And the show the show just depicting is like how he needs her to get enough right now. Uh, kicking Kion out into the hallway as like shoves a costume on her. Like, like again, I was like, oh, this is just the thing in Kion where the teacher puts them all in stupid costumes because she loves it. <laughs> yes. Uh Oh, the, the the way they handle Kion leaving the room is much better in the, in the anime. They cut out all the stuff where he's like, there's a running thing about he knows that what Haruhi's doing is bad, but wants to like peek a bit more because he's still a guy and he wants to like maintain his air of superiority while still being a pervert. There's a little bit of that with the pictures, but um, mm. it, the the joke about him like running out the room so he doesn't get beaten up is much better. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I I assume that stuff is just much smoother because it's very um. Because, like, Haruhi's someone, she, she, like, starts changing in front of the boy. She does not give a fuck. She's just someone who's not, and, like, I know, I knew those girls in high school, just doesn't care. Like, whatever, you, you know, what are you going to do? I, I could finish any shit anyone wanted to start. I'm just going to do what I want. Um, and, uh, 
boys are terrified of girls like that. They're so ter- That's the thing. The, the, it's, Harry is slightly aware of this. She's not unaware of it because she's not like a... Yeah. Uh, it's not like a, she's so weird that she doesn't see other people. She knows the effect mm-hmm. she has on other people. Um, yes. And, uh, but it's it's not like she's like doing it as an intimidation tactic either. It's like not really. A, a, sometimes a little bit, right? Like it, it's, it, it is her defense response, but how much she's aware that that's her acting out of fear of other people is like very unclear. Probably she doesn't know that. Right. Yeah. I think it's a little, little mix, but it's not entirely like I'm going to do it for the show of power. Right. She's a little more yes. uh, like in her own world than that. Yes. Uh, but we'll absolutely just start changing it, and like all all the boys get kicked out by um uh the one who tries to kill Kion. I uh, think was the way that joke the, went. The class rep. The class rep. She's great. Uh, yes. In any anime where there's a class rep, I immediately am like, "That's me. That's the character I am." The class rep who's just like kind of in the background, like, "Uh, excuse me, can everyone be please be responsible in this uh, moment?" It's weird. You're not her though. <laughs> no. No, I don't. I don't turn to a sicko who wants to murder. Uh, fortunately, unfortunately, I don't know. Depends who you ask. Uh, like her whole character is like also a data of my person, but chosen in a different way as like resentful of Nagato uh, and wants to like take action that isn't allowed. Yeah, she basically has like been in the field so long. She's like, I'd like to see something happen. Everyone says she's so dangerous, but everyone's like trying to prevent shit. I want to see shit. <laughs> I want to conduct some data analysis, which means I'm killing you guns. Yes. Yeah. And then they just animate the shit out of that fight scene. <laughs> yes. And then she goes to Canada. Well, she's gone. <laughs> yes, that entire investigation uh, is really good. Yes. Uh, it's very good. Yeah, I like the show a lot. I don't think I have much more to say about it. Um, uh, no, uh, me neither. I, I'm glad I watched it the way I did, read it the way I did. Uh, I'm excited to um, uh, watch season two in the movie, which we will do in one episode, by the way. That's just a single episode coming up at some point in the future. Time. We're not Yeah, it'll, it won't be next month. It might be the month that we'll know. You know, you, we will announce the next thing yes. on these episodes. It's basically um, entirely up to him when we pull the trigger on that one. Yeah, which I guess brings us to what we're doing next month. Yeah. Um, we are watching Bubblegum Crisis. That's so true. We are. The eight episode OVA that uh, we've just neither of us have seen. It's kind of embarrassing. We should just watch it. I don't know if it's going to be good, but we will watch it. <laughs> yeah, that is. Um, now that we uh, choose our own beach houses, I guess we're going to hit the things that we're like, how the fuck haven't we watched Bubblegum Crisis? Yeah. Um, things that we need to have seen, um, but also are like relatively short or probably all going to get knocked out pretty rapidly. But yes. This was this was the main one of the main ones. You you recommended this as we were thinking about. It. I was like, oh, absolutely, we should do that because I've been meaning to do it forever. There was a brief period where I thought it was going to be a GGP backup show, but it doesn't really fit into anything. No. Um, so that was the problem. I think I I think at some point I floated that as an 08 the mess team backup show. Yeah, that makes sense. It's kind of the only place it works. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it just never worked out. But uh, now we're going to do it. Did we do something for 08 the mess team? I don't even remember. Melanin, right? Oh, right. That's why I don't remember, because it fucking sucked. Because we were like, we've got to do the cool Vodum spinoff. We love Vodums. Um, and then- <laughs> I'm really mean to Mellow Link in that I think the first six episodes are fantastic. I think the second six episodes are kind of middling, and uh, I hold it against it because I like the rest of Vodum so much. Well, um, he's no Kiriko Kuvi. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, greatest boy in uh, in like in mech anime. You can't get yeah. better than Kiriko Kuvi. <laughs> But like, no, it's fine. I, I give it more shit than it deserves. Everyone's like, oh, uh, it's more that everyone else thinks it's way sicker than I think it deserves. So I'm, I'm a hater uh, in, re- in a very reactionary way. Uh, also, you're like ideology, ideologically opposed to it having a plot. You're like, it offends you that they don't think there's it's all, enough to I have. Think I think there's a sick. lot of anime I feel that way about. <laughs> I know. I know. But like, you just, it's not just that you find the plots boring. You just think it demonstrates a lack of respect for the thing they already have to like have graft your work. a plot onto it. Yeah. Why do you need it to be building up to something? The thing you're building up to is not as cool as those guys fighting in their wrecked spaceship. You already no. fucked up. You don't need a plot beyond Melanie sees you. You're done. He wipes his hand over his face. The blood comes on. He kills you. That's it. You're done. Yeah, that's yeah, the show. That's it. Damn, it is sick, though. <laughs> it is sick, though. Anyway, uh, this was a good episode. I'm very happy we did this. Uh, yeah. Harhi, pretty good. Yeah. Um, if you've got recommendations, I'm going to just say this. You've got recommendations for Beach House. I don't want them in the Discord. I want you to email them. 
normalmappingpodcast.gmail.com. I will just build a list that I can look at with Jackson and I don't, I will not respond to them personally. Just know that they are going into a list that we can consider because if it's in the discord, then I've got to tell everybody no. And I like doing that to a certain extent, but at some point it gets very loud and everyone's doing bits. And I'm like, I don't want to say no this many times in a row. Uh, cause then I start to feel bad. Like I should say yes. Uh, just send an email. It's better. Um, Okay. I was going to say do it in the discord. So, um, <laughs> no, I don't want to discord specifically. Um, if you have things that fit this d- thing of like, this is a gap you should fill. It's, it's shorter than like a fucking 40 episodes. Like, yes, we should watch Rose of Versailles. It's embarrassing. We have not, maybe we'll get to that at some point, but it, like that's too big. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I was looking and like things in terms of, uh, they're harder to find than you think because they're either too long or one of us has seen them or you know and we'll yeah. do stuff that we've i mean seen there's stuff that one of us has seen that i don't mind reading yeah, i mean this right? is one like, of them right and then uh, yeah season two neither of us have seen um, yeah which i i suspect will be quite bad okay i'm i um i've always thought endless eight sounds sick as hell so um my we'll my see. my feeling that has nothing to do with endless eight it is entirely on i think that the best of the short stories all they already adapted, adapted them. in season one um, yeah okay fair enough and like yeah th- i think that the, it'll just be uh some some other stuff it'll be fine it'll t- be totally fine and i bet we'll love uh we'll really enjoy uh the movie because everyone likes the movie okay so All right. there you go um yeah we'll let you know when that happens uh until then plugs jackson yeah you can find me at headfuls off on twitter.com you can find the podcast that me and em do at abnormalmapping.com a uh, whole bunch of cool free podcasts there. Uh, and then at export.io, I am starting a new podcast very soon, possibly in a couple of days. Maybe it's already out. We'll see. Uh, I actually don't know. I need to be updated on that. Um, called Anomalous Readings uh, with uh, my friend Nora, where every month we read a sci-fi book. Uh, the first episode is on Horus Rising, the first Horus Heresy Warhammer 40k book. Uh, the next episode will be in February is uh, on The Demolished Man, a classic 50s sci-fi book that's short enough to read along, um, which gives you a sense of the like scope I want to play with in terms of doing this podcast. Uh, there'll be like fun tie-in schlock to enjoy and like peek in and talk about. We're also going to do like classic sci-fi novels uh, and everything in between. Uh, so I'm very, very excited for that show. I think the first episode's great. You should go listen to it. Okay, I'm excited. I have not, he's not out yet. I have not heard it. So I'm really excited to listen to it. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Twitter at EM underscore being, uh, I am on coast sometimes at EM dash being right now. I'm kind of not, that's fine. Um, if you'd like to support our work, you can do that at patreon.com slash normal mapping. If you're listening to this, uh, just as a beach house, we have mo- mostly do a podcast called the great Gundam project, which airs every Wednesday and you can get it for $1. We are currently in Gundam Seed destiny and we're watching our battler done by as a backup because I don't trust Gundam Seed destiny to be good. We always do a backup. Um, but uh, if you would like to, if you would like five and a half years of us working slowly through Gundam, this is where we're at so far. Uh, we've got like five more years to go. So <sighs> we sure do. <laughs> for five dollars, you get blockbusters. Where once a month, me and Jackson sit down and talk about a big Hollywood movie and the ideologies and uh, influences and culture that builds those out. We recently talked about Treasure Planet, in which we mostly didn't talk about Treasure Planet. We talked a bit about animation culture and. Uh, letterboxd <laughs> um a lot of things happen in that episode uh we're about to do a big episode in titanic with a couple guests which i'm really excited about um and for ten dollars you get voip life uh which is us just kind of goofing off as a thank you to uh people who want to support the shows that we do and uh the network um every two weeks we just sit down and talk about whatever it's often games there's like tons of episodes about kingdom hearts if you care about kingdom hearts or if you hate kingdom hearts like me and jackson now which one of us likes Kingdom Hearts more at this point, Jackson, do you think? <laughs> well, you don't have to play. You don't care. You're inoculated. <laughs> yes. I might actually like Kingdom Hearts more than you because I don't play it. I just listen to you tell me about it. You, you, I don't think, I think like is too, I think that the actual term is you do not hate Kingdom Hearts. Like I can, Kingdom no. Hearts can't hurt you. You it love can, and hate Kingdom Hearts in turn. You can't, you can't be anything other than mildly annoyed. Yo, I'm going on too long about it. That is the extent of your Kingdom Hearts, it, it, like emotional uh, attachment, right? Sometimes I'm interested about the darknesses. Oh yeah, the seven darknesses that are trapped in the Wreck It Ralph's uh, um, <laughs> fucking power cable. Anyway, if you want more of that, then you listen to Voip Life. <laughs> It's been a while. There's not been any Kingdom Hearts stuff. There's been like, uh, we're finally getting footage of Missing Link. It looks like way too much of a real ass video game, which is a problem because 
it's a mobile game. I'm not going <laughs> to... There's a Reddit post that was like, hey, check out uh, Kingdom Hearts Missing Link real gameplay. And the top comment is, can't wait to watch the uh, the compilations on YouTube. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> fuck spending money on the fucking Kingdom Hearts gacha. Get out of my sight. Yeah. Um. Anyway, there's a lot of that on VoIP Life. There's uh, over 100 episodes. We're like at 122, I think, is the last episode. So yeah. a lot of those. Some of them are really long. We have a we have a seven hour episode in there. We're never uh, doing that again. No, probably not. <laughs> 14 hours, however. How would we get 200. to a 14 hour episode? A top 10s. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Goodbye. 200 top 10s. It's 800 episodes long. <laughs> stupid. That's so stupid. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, thank you so much. We'll be back next month. Uh, I think that's everything. I think that's everything. Goodbye, 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 everyone.